658. We're getting close to Halloween. Spooky. Uh, if you've ever thought about joining Patreon, you think <laughs> you think to yourself, do I really need more content from Sarah and Susie? Maybe today's the day because this episode, the video version, we always push record mm-hmm. on the video first mm-hmm. and then push yes. record on the audio. Yes. So this one, Sarah is smoking a dube. Um, yeah, well, we're both know. drinking and self care. There was singing, dancing. Yes, there was all of the above. Yeah. So interactions with animals, with animals wildlife, with the wildlife. <laughs> so you, you just think about it. If you're like, yeah, give it a try. Maybe today's the day. Okay. Yeah, I hope there aren't interactions with wildlife throughout our. First thing I have to say is good morning to everyone except Kanye West. Fuck that guy. Oh, my God. I'm mad at him for a new thing every day. Yeah. Mainly the bigotry, though. (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, yeah. (laughs) I mean, God damn it. And I'm mostly mad. You know how, like, when we watch the challenge stuff, like, I get mad at, like, Wes and Johnny and stuff. But really, I'm mad Uh at, like the powers that be that sort of orchestrate it and create this incentivized situation. It's similar with Kanye where yes, um, he is being bigoted and terrible and anti-Semitic, and I stand Mm -hmm. with the Mm. Jews, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but quit putting him on television, propping him up as a (sighs) genius, quit doing collabs and gap and Adidas and anyone else quit doing it. Wait, I didn't even know about, what what did he say? Oh, don't say it. I love it, how you but were like totally fine with this. Rant. No, all, last thing I checked. La, here's what I heard was the uh, White Lives Matter shirt okay. that he wore okay. to Paris Fashion yeah. Week. That was bad. Disgusting. Disgusting. And um, then I read this morning that he showed the executives at Adidas basically porn. Oh wow! Which I didn't to even me know that. is 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 like assaulting them like oh yeah that's exposing not okay that can't, and you can't force somebody to watch pornography or like show expose them to that against their wishes or without their consent without their without their consent i didn't even know about so that i'm referring to his tweets well, and i didn't even know about the tweets the tweets were um that uh he was going to go quote death con on jewish people what? Uh, yeah. And he then did a separate tweet where he said, who do you think started cancel culture, which they did not take down because it's not explicit enough. But what he means is who killed yeah. Jesus. That's what he means. The Jewish people killed Jesus. Um, that's the, oh, it's no. not true, by the way, the Romans did. But this is a very popular Christian lie that is embraced that the Jews killed Jesus. Um, and Kanye is this outspoken quote unquote Christian. He's not. Um, and I get it. He's mentally ill. That doesn't make you a racist. And so it does, uh, people with bipolar, et cetera, a disservice by blaming it on that because yes, whatever you get it. I'm mad yeah. about it. It's disgusting. Yeah. And I'm mostly it mad really that is. people keep like, well, but he's a genius, so we're going to collaborate no. with him on his goddamn hoodies and stuff. No. Yeah. That's that's rewarding him. Yeah. 
And it's also excusing or, or saying nothing is agreement. Agreeing. Yeah. And Kanye West, okay, there are 15 million Jews worldwide. He has 30 million followers. That is disgusting. <gasps> These, there is not a lot of Jewish people in the world. And for him to amplify this message to all those people is very harmful and scary and can incite violence and be very harmful. I'm really glad they took him off Twitter. Yeah, me too. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk about that. Yeah. So upsetting to wow, me. Wow, I didn't even know all of that. I know. It's so Holy, upsetting. That's it's hard the stuff to keep that's up. The re- like, this, yeah, right. It's like this. It's, oh, God. When I read really this gross. book... Um, I forget the name of it now. It's on my Goodreads, but it was about how oftentimes um, Jewish uh, prejudice, discrimination, anti-Semitism isn't taken as seriously as other forms of racism because there's this perception that they Mm -hmm. are powerful and unaffected. But Mm -hmm. that is actually part of of the reason that it keeps getting perpetuated, this concept that right. they like pull the strings of media and money, uh, yeah. banking, that's all a part of anti-Semitism, and it's self-propelling. And it just yeah. is so upsetting to me because these people historically have been, um, uh, well, you know, just decimated mm-hmm. generation after generation. And I feel like they don't get enough sort of mm-hmm. allyship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I know I talk, I joke a lot about how I love the Jews and all this, and it's become like a running sort of gag, but it's a very serious thing when it, when someone yeah. like Kanye West um, weaponizes yeah. his social media against and them. When you put those numbers into perspective, it really is <clears throat> shocking and can see how detrimental that could be even at any scale. Well, and the hate crimes are up um, in, right. among right. Jewish people. So this is not just innocuous. <sighs> this is violence. It's terrible. Yeah. So I'm yeah. so sorry that it's happening. And it, and it, it spreads to other people too, because I saw Sarah Silverman on her Instagram did a whole video. Like I, I couldn't, I didn't have the audio on, but it was just her scrolling through all of these mentions of her. And they were things that I felt sick to my stomach reading, let alone like, you know, Mm-hmm. could imagine being mentioned in. Well, and a lot of times when you're a comedian, like she's done oh. a lot of offensive things. She's used the N-word in her comedy and different things um, that were offensive in other ways. And so then people use that as a way to say like, it's almost, mm. it's like two wrongs don't make, make a right, but that's what people do. They're like, well, what about what you mm. did? Anyway, mm. it's disturbing. Okay, moving on. Oh. Let me... uh start by saying that, as I mentioned on our Patreon, Sarah was smoking some dad grass before we started. So why yeah, don't we just go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a, a bargain on some dad grass so you can join in the fun. Yeah. Um, they have CBD products. They have um, the tincture that we both really love. Oh. I love it. That's what, that's my favorite. And love. dad grass is great for anybody that's sort of like interested in the experience of the marijuana, but yes. doesn't want the cuckoo crazy Cheetos on the kitchen floor 
scenario. Right. This is just like a mild. You like maybe the ritual. You like hang. You like a, what do we call it? A, a mellow toke. Yeah, just take the edge off. Just like relax. Mellow toke. It's just like a chill way to enjoy your old favorite. Dad grass is so fun and their packaging is adorable. So it's a great gift. So cool. If you're yeah. like stocking stuffer, hello. Hello. Okay. Um, it's basically like the equivalent of a glass of wine is what they got cooking. Right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash braincandy. Go to dadgrass.com slash braincandy for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash braincandy. Um, also, I'm not going to read a review today, but I'm going to do that again next week. Thank you for all of the wonderful reviews you guys are leaving. It means the world to me. Yes, me too. And thank you for checking out Sarah's new podcast, This Changes Everything with Therapy Jeff. They're doing the Lord's work over there. It's like, you know, all the advice you didn't even know you need. Yeah, no, and we all need it, frankly. Uh, So that's great, fabuloso. Okay, on Discovery Plus, I watched, I do not know the name of it, but it was the documentary about the Mario Batali Me Too situation mario batali is the celebrity chef that wears the orange crocs oh no you're the one yes right because i have the orange crocs and i was like oh god now i have to burn them because you told me that he had them too yes Uh, well he's famous for wearing these hideous orange crocs um but that is the least of his problems because right 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 um he was me too'd and basically what i really wanted to talk about with regards to this documentary is that Anybody that's worked in the food industry will be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what goes on. It's just part of the culture right. of the food industry. Ugh, I hate that that phrase, I part of the culture. It is. Because usually when things are said like that, well, it's just part of the culture. It's not over good stuff. <laughs> that's so true. It's never like, here's money to the poor. That's just part of the culture. Mm-hmm. That's just part of our culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a bummer because, but okay, when you work in the food industry, you're typically working when everyone else is happy and having fun. Yeah. And so it sort true. of just becomes like infiltrated into the vibe, which is that like they're partying we're working, yeah. but like maybe we could have some fun too. And that sort of invites uh, naughtiness. Yeah. And lines get blurry. Lines get blurry. And then you go out afterwards and it's already 2 a.m. And right. it's just like you're pirates. They're all pirates, these chefs and everyone that works at restaurants. It's fun. It's fun until it's fucking yeah. not. Right. Yeah, I date a lot of people who are restaurant adjacent. Okay. Wine yes. business. And you can uh, see this, right? Oh, re- bar, like, yep, owners. That's a good way of, to put like, it. That, lines get blurry. Line, yeah. lines, if you will. Right. Yes, very good yeah. point. Because you're drinking, you're eating, you're up late. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that guy, he, okay, what do you think about this? When you think about someone like Mario Batali and Harvey Weinstein and some of the other guys from that whole scenario, these guys got famous. So they have like their little groupies and people want pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. But they're disgusting. Like they're not yeah. handsome yeah. guys, like by all right. accounts. Most people are not attracted to these guys. 
but they still feel entitled to the access that someone like um, Brad Pitt has. Right. And so they don't get that access because they're gross, sweaty piles of crap. Pigs. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they just take it. Is that your impression of it? Or do you think it has nothing to do with the fact that they happen to not be attractive, that these are, it's a power dynamic and they would have been like that anyway, regardless of how they look. And I know this is all just sort of speculation. I'm just wondering your impression. I, I mean, I don't, I think that it adds to it. I don't think it's always the rule. Well, yeah, because a lot of them would never, like, unattractive celebrities would never do that. I think also attractive celebrities can do this too. Absolutely. You know, Matt Lauer is an example. I was going to say, he's a handsome older guy. Yeah. Yeah. It has, you know, I don't think it has as much to do with, I, I think. It's more just about entitlement. They think. Entitlement. You know, I have access. And I think if, I think maybe that feeling of that entitlement, like not being like the, the, the the desire for that, the, 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 their thirst, their hunger for entitlement, like not being satisfied. I think maybe people like people who are more attractive get that feeling satisfied more often than those who are unattractive. It does not mean that that's always the case. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I do know. It's hard to say. But I definitely see that those guys look like It all, it feels like power to them equals access. Mm-hmm. And when you have access, they, they feel like, well, if I can, if I can snap my fingers and have my assistant get me whatever I want or get this person on the phone, I can talk this way. Why can't I talk this way in all situations? And I wish it ugh. were just talking. I really do. But it's. It's raping and drugging and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, one of the things, last thing I'll say before we move on, is that a woman who came forward and filed charges and then there was a criminal case. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Batali's team um, chose instead of a jury to do just, they call it like a bench decision or something. Yeah. The judge decides. And uh, they must have known this judge was like (gasps) their kind of guy. You know what I mean? And so the judge gave them like all this access to the accusers, I should say the victim's phone. And they discovered that years prior she had been on a jury for, you know, some normal like assault situation. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she had done the thing that you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to talk about it. And she had texted some friends about it. Um, And they used that against her and said, you know, she's an unreliable person and she, she's not trustworthy. And so the judge was like, at the, at the end, the judge was like, yeah, what he did was terrible, but she's unreliable. So he's not guilty. And not only that, not only that, the 
uh, trial that she had talked about, those lawyers decided to file charges against her and she could go to jail. That never happens. They never, ever file criminal charges. And this is, to me, this is a way of saying, hey, ladies. Yeah. Don't, Don't disrupt speak. our system. This is a hundred percent. The boys' club was yes, intact until you fucked it up, and now you're gonna pay. And now he pay. is off. And the let hook. this be a lesson to any. <clears throat> that was infuriating. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted too. Not that she should have done that. I think you know. Some think about if you and I ever wanted to do anything like n- I shouldn't say wanted to, needed to, felt compelled to do anything like that. They think about all of the ways they could use our time on reality television. For real, even our evidence. podcast, right? Things that you say in jest or in a different context. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, it's very scary. It really is, um, but it's disturbing. And I, I did really enjoy watching That's it. That's such victim blaming, like victim blaming, and oh my and the chef, I'm sickened by the that. chef at this restaurant where this all happened. He was an investor in it. The chef was a female and she knew about it and didn't do anything. That's a real bummer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Oh my God. Suits. <laughs> I know. Starting with the- Where's the candy? I'm start- <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, what I get stoned for. Okay. <laughs> I will say that I feel like I have candy in the form of pear eyewear. Is that good oh, there enough you go. for you? That's a sweet treat for me. What I love about pair eyewear, which you guys, if you wear glasses, at least check them out because it is so easy to get your specs and then you can get the things that pop onto the front and you can change the color and they're so cute. They have tons yeah. of styles and they're very affordable. And I just feel like, why aren't you guys doing that? It's all like... They're like the fun... Um, it's like flare mm-hmm. eyewear. Yeah, you can just like a little pop of color. Show your a personality. Yes. They have like base shapes and then you can pick the color and then you mm-hmm. can pick the magnetic top that's whatever ones you want that to switch up your look. It's really fun. You can change it up. Um and it's a virtual try-on, so it's all easy to do. Get glasses as ever-changing as you are with Pear. Go to PearEyewear.com slash BrainCandy for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash BrainCandy. And again, all of our codes are on our website. So if you're ever like, what was that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it helps us so much. It helps Thank us so much. Okay. Oh, this is like a fun little one. Um, I was reading the... The guy that in, came up with the slogan of Nike's Just Do It, which yeah. I love that slogan, and I talked about it in my TED TEDx talk, because it really kind of is yes. like the thing. Just, just do, do it. it. Like a lot of the times yes. people are like, I don't know like why this isn't going right or whatever. And I'm like, here, just do it. Okay. So I really like reading about him, but this was bonkers to me. Um, when they were talking about him dying, they were sort of like talking about his story and everything and where he came up with that slogan came from, this is crazy, a um, death row inmate who was about to be electrocuted <gasps> and he goes, all right, everybody, let's just do it. And 
the guy that came up with the slogan for Nike was like, I love that. Like that this, this guy was facing this. Oh my God. So Nike's slogan is a last, is a, a man on death row's dying breath. Last words being like, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do this. And that the guy was inspired by this concept of like, no matter what you're facing, you just go for it. Okay, well, I mean, wow. I appreciate that idea, but <laughs> that is crazy to me. It sure paid yeah, off. Yeah, like I had a, a little option in that situation. Yeah, like of all the stories you could have told me about that slogan, I would have never right. thought that was the answer. Me neither. Okay, let's talk about something that is very controversial. This is still not candy. What the fuck am I doing today? I don't know. Yeah, murders <laughs> and... <laughs> And I got my spider friend still eyeing me down in the corner. I know. First it's anti-Semitism. Then it's like me too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then a little murder to lighten the mood. Dark today. I don't know why. It's probably because it's October. Yeah. Okay. This article that I read was about this conundrum that keeps coming up about blah, blah, blah. Like transgender kids and sports right this like yes. what are we gonna do about trans oh my god which <sighs> makes me want to puke to begin with yeah and they act like it's sincere that's what's funny to me these people that are like this is totally unfair like, to my daughter fuck you like, who cares who cares they're the way you're like they're gonna be burnt out by the time they're 13 so okay because yeah that's what i want to talk about is like okay yeah. who cares that um, okay, so this was in the Atlantic, and it was talking about how up until the age of 10, children are basically identical in terms of strength yes. and speed. And often wi- women, girls, outpace them in the beginning. Yeah, so from birth till 10, strength and speed is competitive. So it's anyone's game. If you're a boy or a girl, you, you can win. Um, but then, of course, what happens at the age of 10 is puberty, puberty. starts its ugly, <laughs> disgusting onset. Mm-hmm. And I say this because I have a 10-year-old and I don't want to mm-hmm. accept it. Just like I don't want to accept my own mortality, I don't want to accept his um, impending Aww. not childhood. Adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> can't even say it. Not childhood. Not childhood. <laughs> okay. So, and what that means, of course, as anyone with a brain knows, is that boys receive a shit ton of testosterone, and testosterone Mm -hmm. creates strength and speed and all kinds Mm -hmm. of advantages in terms of sports. Mm -hmm. And so that's when, you know, like we can't compete generally. There are a lot of women that can beat a lot of men. But generally mm-hmm. speaking, the top athletes will always be male because they have a chemical advantage. Okay, let me yes. stop there by saying, like, this is kind of why I feel like the idea of fairness in sports is ridiculous to begin with. It is. Okay. Why do you say that? Because there's more in-group difference than there's then outgroup differences and there's such a range. And if you take the lowest testosterone levels in some boys, they are lower than some of the highest testosterone levels in some girls. And 
also it's just the sports that certain sports that we have. And it's funny. I was just talking today with a friend, um, uh, Elizabeth, shout out to Elizabeth, uh, about the the book. Who's Elizabeth? You have new friends. Oh, well, you're going to love her. She's a brainiac too. And this is, you will wait, hear me out. Eli's sister's girlfriend. Oh, well then, yeah, I love her. I, I know. This was some sort of legacy friend I didn't know about. And I was like, no, no, no. This is new like, friend. Okay, but a new friend. New friend. Eli, that's Brainiac. Fun. That's fine. Reader had all the same. Basically, our entire. She's going to be blushing right now because I, I know what she's like. Had our all of our Brain Candy Book Club picks in, on her bookshelf. I was like, okay, we read that. We read that. We read that. We read yeah, that. All right. Like, Do you, are you in our book club? Yeah, so then she's my she friend. She gets an honorary too. membership. We just like, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah all right. All right. Friend. All right. So, all right. Yeah, so we were just talking about, cause we were talking about this book, the sports gene by David Epstein. Love it. Right. Love it. Where it talks a lot about this and how the Olympic committee is like, we don't fucking know. And we change it every it year. It makes we no, no sense. Idea, guys. It's the dumbest if thing the ever. Olympic committee is like, uh, well, yeah, because knows? They've- you think you're going to figure it out? Uh, uh, small town, like uh, mother, like, well, and what it really speaks uh, high school to, education. Come on. What come it really speaks on. to is like all the Gen Z people that are like there. It's not a binary. It's, a spectrum and that we all yes. fall on the spectrum. Yes. That and what we need are more inclusive sports. Yeah. And that it's like, there's no, um, this is because when they started making the rules about like testosterone amounts in women, and this was their like sort of subtle right. way right. of not letting trans people compete with cis people. Some yeah. cis people didn't qualify anymore. Because their right. testosterone levels right. happen to be right. high. Right. This is what and I'm saying. So is that the way that, yes. It's the spectrum thing. And that like, there aren't s- solid lines. Right. Oh, it's a spectrum. Yeah. You like There's gray areas, you fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quote her on that. <laughs> and so like, to me, this is like me just being like, sports are dumb. Let's quit doing it. We need to just like, think about when sports were created. A lot of the sports that we played were created by males at a time where women were not allowed to even play sports. They were they were like on college campuses and things. Women weren't even going to schools. They weren't like, come on. There they and there are some sports where women do excel like long distance swimming because our body fat percentages help us stay warm and keep our meta and our slower metabolism help it so help us so we can swim and we will always generally beat men in long distance swimming also uh what else do they say in that book uh uh long jump skiing well, because says, of our body like weight. if a sport relies on speed power or endurance there you go. then it's a, there you go. it's a male dominated which you think well that's all of them but if it relies right. on skill then the gap is basically eliminated like archery you know what i mean like that's yeah. a sport people yes. but it's about yes. skill not you know about those things the things that are our testosterone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, this is coming up a lot, and I'm we're, I'm feel like I'm talking about this subject with a lot of people. Well, so. unfortunately, it's coming up a lot in schools because it's being Ugh. weaponized as a like a fear monger thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, oh my god, yeah. Speaking of which, did you see the video? That's like a real fucking video about the mom 
who's terrified of Hocus Pocus 2. I didn't watch it. I just Hocus saw Hocus Pocus headline. 2 coming in your, your living room and... Oh my God! I can't, can you imagine? I hope she's e- equally up in arms over uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast and the Little Mermaid original version. Uh, what was I'm sure her she's argument? Up in arms over the second that the witches in that movie are talking about stealing children's souls and, the, and that evil can come in your house in any way and anything that you see. And even in her experience, things that she's seen on TV manifest in real life. So if she, if they see these things and these <sighs> things will, will make their way into your real life and something will steal your children's souls. You remember when uh, this was a long time. It sounds like she's like uh, more on like witchy side, but no, she's on Christian side guys. That's what's funny. She, is th- She wants to burn me. Yeah. That's what's funny is my mom has the same thing, like where she would, it's almost like you would expect them to be like, that's not real. That's silly stuff, but it's not. They're saying that's very powerful. The the devil and Satan, uh, demons, all of this stuff is legit and you should be scared as heck, literally. And um, you wouldn't expect that. Because no. it's almost empowering to them. It's so funny. Because they think witches and all that jazz are very powerful, and you would not. Well, I, I'm I'm flattered. <laughs> They're not wrong. I'll tell you what else I is know. powerful. That is frigging Gladskin products. Absolutely, Suze. I am such a big fan <laughs> of me or Gladskin. You know, <laughs> well, you know what a problem skin. What problem skin I always mm-hmm. have. I was just saying the other day that it like when your skin feels good, it's, I should say when your skin does not feel good. Yeah. It's the worst. It's really hard to feel good. Yeah. And even just uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, like itchy and especially this time of year when the season changes. So I have started using a skincare product that protects my skin biome. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, I love skin. that about it. That That is a priority. We learned about this in the book Clean that we yes, wrote. Yes. James Hamblin talks about it and it's so important to me. And I had like a patch right here um, and I put that eczema cream on it. Two days. It was no problem at all. Yes. And they have stuff for acne, rosacea. Um, mm-hmm. And like these are gentle products. So they have... You can use stuff on your kids. Kids struggle with that itchiness and discomfort from eczema as well. Of course, some people think only kids do, but really it can be all ages. It's so uncomfortable. And they use, like Sarah said, the uh, microbe balance, which is a protein that restores the good and bad bacteria, which we're only really starting to learn about now. Yes. And it's steroid-free, so it's not harsh. So if you're Frustrated with your treatment options, don't wait to try Gladskin. They're offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash brain candy. That's gladskin.com slash brain candy for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash brain candy. I think you guys will love it. Okay, so anyway. I feel like they should. Why isn't the tagline, you'll be glad you did? (laughs) Yeah, we're here all day, Gladskin. Do I need. If you want some tips. there you go. You'll be glad you did. Just sounds like that's like, yeah. You're welcome. See, I, they do for me. Now I give to them. 
This is um, okay. So I'm like looking at my notes from this um, gender and sports thing. This is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Like the best track and field female, Allison yes. Felix, yeah, eleven time Olympic medalist. Like she's amazing. She got a 400-meter time of 49.26, whatever that means, in just, uh, in just the 2022 season. That would have put her 689th on the boys' high school performance oh, list. What? That's how big the difference is. We suck. Right? <laughs> like when it comes to... I would make fun of this too. Yeah. That's okay. We can't do that. Yeah. Right. Whatever. We can, I'll, I'll fucking out swim all y'all. Well, the article. And I always do in every challenge. Yeah. Proof. Losers. Yeah, that's right. I always out swim those guys in cold water. They can't do it. And they're always like. <gasps> this article was making the no argument problem. that like separating by gender is important. And that, you mm-hmm. know, if we didn't, mm-hmm. then people like Allison she would yeah. right we would fall between right we wouldn't get to see the women who yeah you know. and he was saying let's keep them together until the age of 10 so yeah. we have like uh different what do they call that like se- separate yeah for even kids that's not necessary why don't we keep right. it together until 10 then and separate. in fact t- keeping it together until the 10 would probably teach a lot of really good skills teach how teach boys how to play with girls better maybe give them a little more respect when the girls on the team were just as good and like they didn't set ha- phrases like you know you throw like a girl wouldn't be a thing yeah i i think they should have yeah co Ed, what is the co-ed? word Co ed. Yeah. What, what I, happened? I agree. There? Well, you smoked a yeah, pen, co- but I, I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're smoking dad grass over there. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Oh, that's funny. But I just feel like I would love to have the conversation more. I feel like yeah, it's yeah. shut down on both sides that like progressives are mad, like, stop talking about it. And then yeah. um, conservatives are just like, Keep it separate. Everything's terrible. There's no such thing as in between. It's black and white. Right. So right. Ugh, which I just not. think it's complicated. We, I'm telling you, the answer is new sports. I love this. The answer. There are these sports. There are sports that are out now that we just we. They're only. I feel like people don't starting. Want that. They don't. You know what I mean? Like right. They're resisting it because then. They don't want right. an even playing field. We talked about this a long time ago uh-huh. that there was a sport. Yes, I forget the name of like it. had stand in one. Yeah, it had a funny name too. Mm-hmm. But it catered to both. Yeah. And there were positions, and everybody had to play like each position. And there were positions where. I'll tell you what it's like not. Being the lower challenge. to the ground. Right. It's definitely not that. <laughs> That's the opposite not that of fair. It is. It's all based on strength and long distance and. Unless it was puzzles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let me th- I'm, just, I'm looking through my list and being like, what... Um, what is not dark? Because <laughs> where's a poo story when you need I it? I really feel oh, like, well, you know what? what? Last week, I really could have set that Cameroon up as like a poo story, kind of. Like, I did say it was like a lake farting, but I could have set that one up better to sound more like on brand for No, us. I think you did great. I, th- I really did. I really did. Okay. Yeah. That's a funny joke. I think so, too. Um, all right. Well, this isn't candy either, but I just want to know your opinion. Because oh, you know how I, I love said... when you want to know that. I said recently on the show that, like, you know when people say, like, don't stigmatize mental illness? And I'm like, we're not. We're not stigmatizing mental illness. We're stigmatizing the way that people can behave and treat other people when yeah. they have it. Do you remember that? Yeah. What do you? Yes, I What do. are you thinking right now? Yeah, but I'm trying to think. I'm I'm thinking like, when did we stigmatize mental illness? Oh my god, that's what everyone always talks about. Like, I'm so glad people are coming forward now and saying that they're depressed or anxious or whatever. That now, like, um, Simone oh, Biles. Oh, you mean like, like not we, like you and me? Oh, no, You're talking no, we society. as in. Oh, so, okay. So, I don't know. I was like, is this a bad review we're reading? What are we <laughs> talking about? Enough. We like, I don't know. When you say when no, we were, like, people don't like that we are stigmatizing mental illness. And I was like, do we do you're that? Like, I, I don't think that... I ever did that. I know. I was like, that's, it's like my job not to do that. I literally went into the field of not profession of not doing that. Sorry. It's the dad. No, like the, okay. the Simone Biles thing where everyone's like, thank God Correct. people are coming yes. forward. Whatever. We've absolutely stigmatized mental illness. We being society. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I'm with you. I'm on board now. Okay. So then I said, I don't think anyone ever stigmatized mental illness. I feel like what's stigmatized is the shitty things that can happen sometimes, sometimes, hashtag Mm -hmm. not all people, um, Mm -hmm. when someone with mental illness like mistreats or is violent or whatever, and then that becomes what's stigmatized and then sometimes they Mm -hmm. get conflated. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was this really interesting article in the New York Times about this man who... Um, he is a Vietnam vet and I think they said he had PTSD and, uh, mental illness, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, um, he had created in his mind this hotel that he believed existed at a very specific place in New York. And he would manifest and create these very real in his mind narratives of violent things that were happening at that hotel. And he would every day, sometimes several times a day, call 911 and say, I'm reporting a crime. Here's what's happening and here's where it is. And it was always the same place. 
that didn't uh-huh. exist. The right. address existed, but the hotel didn't. Right. And um, hundreds and hundreds of calls to 911, which right. we all know is illegal and like uh-huh. disruptive to do yeah. because no matter how many times he calls, they are legally required to go to that address. Oh, God. And make sure that something isn't happening. But they all know, Ugh. like all the callers and all the. Nothing. Right. My brother first rolls, responders. Has, rolls his eyes at this. He's like, uh huh. He's got, he's got a few frequent flyers. Right. Like, I'm sure every city has, like, oh, this is the right. old whatever person. Yep. Okay. So, you know, when he would get, he'd get in trouble. You can't keep doing that without, like, something happening. Right. But I think that. From what I understand, the punishment is like a fine or something. It's not like they can put you in jail for a long time for calling 911. And like they don't even have the money to pay the fines most of the time. And then I forget the details, but something like he didn't have a phone anymore, which was like his weapon of choice is his phone. Right. And so, but then he got in trouble from a judge because he needed the phone to like sign up for whatever things he needed for, I guess, parole or something. And so he then he had yeah. to get a phone. <laughs> and so. And then he got, of right, course, then started, it started the whole cycle back up over again. again. And like when oh, the journalist no. went and interviewed him and stuff, it's very sympathetic because obviously this is a guy who's not hurting anybody like directly. Right, he's not violent. Right. He's troubled. He's. Uh, got PTSD, yeah. a veteran. But if you're taking resources like an ambulance and a fire truck right. to an right. outside place where nothing is happening, then someone else right. could. Right. Okay, you get it. So what the hell? Oh, God. Do you think of this story? Oh. <laughs> what do you even do? Well, this is like why we need a separate response team other than 911. You know, we talked about this during Oh yeah, they did de- Black they, they Lives Matter. Now. Yeah, in in they do in Denver, they do in some cities where they have a uh like a cat team, like crisis assessment team, but like it's it's more well, than that. And you can it's dial like a different branch. Oh, yes, yes, no. yes. If you need a mental health help, you can call 988. But sorry, go ahead. I just want to say that. So yeah, can... no, that's great. And so like that is, is, I think, the only solution is more mental health response teams that can then talk him through because he's creating that reality to serve a purpose. He's creating that as like, you know, either he was traumatized maybe, and that's his, in his mind, it's still happening to him. So in order to rescue himself, he's got to rescue these people. But like that can, with some work can, can be maybe redirected. Or, it drives or, me crazy. Like I have the feeling, which is total annoyance towards this mm-hmm. man. And then I yeah. have the feeling about the feeling, as you say, of guilt yeah. because... Clearly, this is not a guy who has bad intentions. Right. I'm like, fuck, quit calling it. You, you should, like, don't be so harsh because it's not guilt. Like, don't, like, because you didn't do anything bad. 
you know, guilt is like I did something bad. Like you just had, maybe it's more like frustration with yourself that that bothers you. And sometimes when we can like soften the words we use, it becomes a little easier. But you know, you're not like, I feel guilty about it. Obviously, if he were with me right now, I would be like super nice and stuff. But when I'm reading the article, I was like, this fucking guy, stop calling. Because I don't understand. Because you know how I pride myself on like, if I decide to do something, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. So then when somebody keeps doing something that they know they (laughs) should not do, it triggers something in me where I'm just like, it's the just do it thing. It's just stop doing Uh it. Just stop doing it. And I don't understand why people can't do that. Help me, Sarah, please. Because in his mind, if he stops doing that, he'll die. He's unsafe. There's something linked to his safety about that. Oh, okay. So he thinks... So like... Oh, yeah. Almost like OCD. Yeah. Like, I'm not safe unless I... Everything that, like, all we do... That's cuckoo. Every behavior serves a function. so mad. And it, it... we can't predict what, I don't know, how develop, how behavior develops and what kind of function it serves. Do you have anything like that, though? Like, are you, is this relatable to you? Yeah. What? Like, not like that. Like, not me personally. It's like where, when I picked that, my head for three years. It's like you want to... Okay. Um, is it like that? Where you pick or you bite it, your nails even though you know you... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a com- like compulsion. It's a compulsion, but I think there there's. It's more. Uh, I don't know, of course, the exact story that's going on with him, but I can imagine if I'm doing my fan fiction thing, I can imagine that he has experienced some sort of trauma that creates this, you know, like fight, like a fight or flight response. Yeah, and that that anxiety that those feelings that that like response tells his brain he needs to do something Mm -hmm. and at one point in time maybe there was something that where he feel he felt like that feeling went away when he like i don't know reported something or when yeah he was like a hero or something or he needed somebody to do this for him and nobody ever did. Yeah. So he's being that person that he never had. See, that's why you're a good therapist because that's a real gift to be able to like come up with because that's really true and you're probably right. Yeah. And then if he would just fucking say that, then I would, I would understand. They don't know. They don't know. know. He's doing that. So all he knows is the feeling and he goes and his brain Goes to a file cabinet in his a file cabinet like in the brain for last time we had or like this feeling yeah, yeah. Yeah. and when you open up the file cabinet it goes this feeling quick call nine one one then when you do and they come and they tell you everything's okay feeling goes away yeah. and that's the only solution that he's come up with for that yeah. another a therapist would work with them or a mental health team would work with them to create another file cabinet in his brain for what to do with this feeling like give him another option. It would take a long time and, you know, but we would, would like work through that feeling. A lot of it is a lot of, a lot of it is just 
managing emotions and mm-hmm. emotional reactivity or like regulating our emotions. Well, and like no matter what my fucking damage is, the real issue is that if we had funding for mental health uh, yes. services, especially for veterans and people that have been of service to mm-hmm. this country and then get, yes. a, you know, alienated, then a lot of this could be remedied. So believe me, he is not the problem. The problem right. is systemic, and I definitely yes. see that. Um, I also see that sometimes when we deal with something, sometimes we need a little bit of support. And that's why I'm very yes. excited about um, the Shed the Silence campaign to normalize uh, female hair struggles, which don't I know it. Oh, yes. I am so into this campaign. As you guys know, I had a hair situation, and it's like... This thing where yeah. a lot of people, mine was from a, you know, tragic bleach scenario, but a lot of people have it from mm-hmm. hormonal changes, pregnancy, stress, yeah. Um, yeah. illness, and then feel very alone and they feel yeah. very isolated and it feels like your identity is being stripped from you. I was just going to say. And over half of women will experience hair thinning in their lifetime. And so this is not a rare thing. And the Shed the Silence campaign is working to build a community so you can go talk to other people who understand, share your stories, and then you maybe will feel empowered. So here is the scoop. And not alone. Yeah. And who needs that? Let's talk about it. Your hair story could help another woman. Join the conversation at ShedTheSilence.com. That's ShedTheSilence.com. What a great thing. I am like, remember when I used to talk about that with my um, acne? Yes. And you've talked about it with your skin stuff. Skin and hair. And you almost Mm -hmm. feel bad because like it's like superficial right we're supposed to think about what's inside but like yeah but so much of our identity is attached to that yeah so this is a great it's like care so much but then don't care at all and we're like oh i don't know what to do yeah so it's a great campaign shed the silence.com yeah okay love it i really this is what i love about the show is that i and you are free to sort of like work through feelings yep even if they're like unsavory uh huh. And then learn and grow and be like, yes, I get what you're saying. And here's how we can feel differently or the system needs to change. That's how I felt about that 911 story. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. That's like the best thing, man. And don't you feel like it gives you an opportunity to see multiple perspectives and maybe, yeah, work through some stuff? Yeah. Please, I change my mind every episode about things. Um, okay. How about, there was an article, I think this was when in Eater, eater eater.com. Do you remember that documentary, Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yes. I loved it. I loved it too. I had a whole new respect for the art of sushi after that. And I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand how they make it better. Yeah, okay, okay. I was going to say, which part do you not understand? Because, like, th- well, because we've they all do had bad sushi. Right. And it's like, what is the difference? Is it just high quality um, ingredients or is it like some sort of technique? Some would say it's love. <laughs> it's the doobie. The doobie's talking. 
It's love. It's love, man. You should it's take a care. hit of that bong or whatever it is. Love <laughs> the bong. What if? It's I don't like a even weed know pen. what the right word for any of it's it like, is. Like we're hitting a bong. Just like a joint, a bong, a pen, none of I don't know, whatever. You want to know one of the cruelest jokes is I don't know how to roll a joint at all. I know. You should see Susie's face. It's shocked. She's silent. <laughs> Look, I don't. I I'm so bad at it. Believe what I'm you're so saying. Bad. I can't even do it. I make Eli do it for me. He doesn't even smoke weed. Sarah, I know. I have no. I, what I'm terrible. is the problem? I, I I I don't know. I have no skills in that department. What kind of skill is I it? I want to. Patience, probably. <laughs> I'm trying to think what I don't have. <laughs> Are you serious? You're yeah, telling me. Yeah, I'm dead me. serious. All this I could time. take a video of it. Yes, I could. I should. I should do a time-lapse video of what it looks like. Eli and I could should do like a, a roll-off. And I just go, Eli, can you please do this for me? Because I don't know how. <laughs> what, do you think there's like a secret? Yeah, patience probably. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. No, I don't know. There is. There's probably, there's not like a secret. You think after this many years, I would have learned, I, fu- I would fucking think picked that. up the secret somewhere. But I don't know. No, I can't do That'd it. That'd be so. like if I had no down, idea how to think- open a wine bottle. Yes, that, that is, is that would tragic. be the exact equivalent. That would be the exact equivalent to that. I mean, that would, that would I would commit myself to being embarrassed. Right, you would, right? This is true. Well, okay, looks like I have my plans this weekend. <laughs> I can't I tell can you that. how many different ways Sarah and I have had to open wine bottles, by the oh, way. this Did you see that video I tagged you in and I said, this is Sarah and Susie <laughs> yes. Energy, and it was two women who used a bike pump to open up? I was like, we would so do That's this genius. shit. And I was like, which one's you and which one's me? Fucking genius. I'm mad that we didn't come yes. up with that because I have a feeling in some situations a bike pump would have been easier to get a hold of than whatever else we fucking used. <laughs> well, yeah. A shoe, a knife, a pen, I, you yes. name it. That is what I remember a shoe, like the high heel of a shoe where you, yes. you push it down in. <laughs> We've had a lot. And then a boot. A boot. We stuck it in the boot and then slammed it against the wall to make it go boop, 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 wow. pop out. Oh, yeah. 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 It's been fun, Sue. <laughs> We've been through a lot together. Who says we haven't done anything in our lives? <laughs> yeah, we haven't accomplished much. Okay, so this article was talking about how that documentary, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, oh, yep. sort of like there was sort of a, a bad part of it. It's so great. It's I highly recommend it. It's very highly reviewed and everything, critically acclaimed. But the bad thing is that then it gave this idea of like, what is authentic? What is authentic Japanese um, food? And so like, does it mean expensive? Or, and how like the way we see authentic Japanese is the Uh, opposite of how we see authentic Mexican. Authentic Mexican is seen like from a fucking food truck. Street car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the it's dirty and like you want quote unquote authentic. It's street food. Yeah. Like same in Thailand, like and it's good stuff. But in Japan it's like it's they argued that it was reinforcing a stereotype of like this old world, um, generational yeah sort of almost like fetishizing Japanese culture at the expense of like, you know, regular old 
local, yeah. so like 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 the local scene. I thought that was so like, interesting. That is that. But do you feel like a lot of that is Japan itself mm. projecting that? Because I feel like a big part, you know, I haven't been to Japan. I will admit. No, me neither. But that I, my aunt visited there, and she said she was so not surprised, but she was. Um, it was even more. Uh, more than what cleaner than what she even expected, but the bathrooms there were so clean, and oh, there was just such yeah. a a like a, it's one of their values or something. Yeah, like is this part of a, of the things that? But in America, we do the same thing, and it would like that. I don't. That is, I. You're right. I mean, when they're comparing it to France, they're saying like they that you have to pay like prices. Mm-hmm. For French food and Japanese food, that is not true of like right. Mexican or. Well, okay. I will say I um, will say this about both Chinese. French food and Japanese food. They're slow. Mm. The process of making it is slow, and anytime something becomes slow, like the process of of that's interesting. It takes time. You're going to pay for the time that it takes to do it. Mm. Everything else is like fast, like street food. When I'm in Thailand and it was, it's like, boop, boop, well, like how Chinese fast food, we like you order the food like, and it's at your table two seconds later. It's amazing. Yeah. Because, like it's and that. Yes. Yeah, so like, I think that's, that's part of it is like how we're like making it for the masses. Mm. It's there's, it's more of an art. Like think about when I think about Japanese food, even in that movie and even in French food in cuisine, in French cuisine, like they're using tweezers yeah, yeah, and they're like precise. using fucking microgreens they're like you know and if you're getting out a dropper to drop little that has a very different feeling that i i think it mm-hmm. there may be maybe what it's doing is it's well exactly what the article is saying or what you're saying it's it's creating a false representation of what authentic yeah it's called it called it a um, like a hierarchy of taste and like a class hierarchy that that reinforces the the hierarchy of immigrant groups so like japanese people are seen on a different level than whatever and they argued that the condo effect did the same thing it exoticized and fetishized that culture yeah i would agree and that the idea of authenticity is subjective, and so they need to stop acting like it's black and white. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. That's- Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait.
Auto Trader. Let's wind it down, I, Sarah. You, you seem tired. <laughs> the doobies. No. <laughs> Stop. I, now it's all I worn off, so now I'm good. But uh, <laughs> now, now I'm interested to, to know more about what somebody from Japan would consider authentic Japanese Yeah, food. what do and they I want, say? I am more... That's what I want to know. Is it know. Benihana? I what... Because I love Benihana. <laughs> I like... They, uh, I, I, did I tell you how? It's not California rolls. Like seven years ago, I did a tweet about how, like, there's, I, I think it's funny that there's never, ever a female hibachi chef. Like, why? Why are there no female hibachi chefs ever? Have you ever had one? What? Did female hibachi chefs get angry about this? No, but Benny Hanna replied to my tweet. (laughs) No! No! What did and they, they say? Were like, we are equal opportunity. And we welcome. Stop <laughs> yeah, it! I was like, oh, you fuck. were like making a joke, yeah. and they were like, "Don't worry, we've addressed this yeah. with HR. Yeah, yeah. This is we've but made a But I do a, a wonder, note, like, why not statement. one time? No, like Amelia Earhart of the Hibachi world at all. I didn't know this to be a thing. You're right. I don't think of it. I also have not spent much time in front of a Hibachi. Grill. You're missing out. It's a blast. Dinner and I know, a show, I, as I you would, love. Oh, you know how I love this. Yeah. I need to go. Now I'm craving Japanese food. Let's wind it down. Um, thank you again to everyone who's a patron, who checks out our merch. All yes. of that. It means so much. Fuck Kanye West. Fuck Mario yeah. Batali. Yeah. And Fuck anybody who's getting mad about boy and girl sports and saying like, yeah, you're yeah doing calm down. It doesn't Ugh, matter. Calm down. They're 10. Relax. Yeah, relax. At that age, I was like, I was like in the back of the soccer field picking my nose well, cause like, and biting my fingernails. I even think about, you know, of course, Lance Armstrong stuff. We know what he did. But he also happened to have a birth defect in his heart that made him, I don't know what the words are, but something about the way your heart um, processes oxygen that gave oh. him an advantage. Right. And it's just like Michael Phelps feet. Yes. And it's sort of like he's born with flippers. There's no such thing as true fairness in sport. No. Some people are taller. Right. That's why you have to read that book. The sports gene. Anybody. Yeah. Everybody. Because the idea of fairness is an illusion. So like, what right. are we going to do about the fact that we love sports and we want, well, not me, but People love sports and they want to continue doing it. So I've heard. <laughs> and then um, we talked about that guy that called 911. I'm not into him, but he seems like a no. nice enough guy. He just needs some help. Yeah, just 988. 988 people. He should call that instead of 911. Right. Maybe that would scratch the itch. That's what I'm saying. You're right about that. He needs that. a different service. And then somebody goes, oh, man, that's so scary. What? I'm talking through it. And I think I speak for all of us when I say I could go for some sushi right now. Definitely. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.